Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. Number two. I'm always waiting for you to say something after that, and you never do. Well, because on 90 Day Hooray, I say hooray. Yeah. (laughs) And then on Patreon, I sometimes say expecto patronus. But I used to sing a double date song. All you non-Patreons just got a sneak peek at the magic that happens over at Patreon. Sometimes. I try to do it sporadically so you keep people guessing. You're not expecting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I used to sing a double date song. I didn't feel like it was a hit. And I didn't feel like it was <laughs> and possibly copyright protected. So I just can't. I don't know. I sing enough on this channel. That's never stopped us before. You don't think it was? You don't think that we do other kind of things? Have you heard our Monk Pack theme song? I made it. I thought of that tune all by myself in my head. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're referring to. It might be reminiscent of something else. But when sung out of tune, is it that song? We don't know. (laughs) Question mark. I'm doing a recap this time. Woohoo! (laughs) We're doing the secret lives of Stepford Wives as we're trying to branch out from blood relatives. And this is Kimberly's second favorite ID series, maybe? Yeah, I love the show. I thought it disappeared because it went away off the ID website. So for the last year, I've been like, I'm so sad. I probably have done some recaps for these that are just sitting on my computer. And then the show went away. Also, Mansions and Murders is also. So Katie found it on Discovery Plus. So I'm just so excited because now that we're waning off of Blood Relatives, we can go back to some of our original favorites. Oh, yeah. And I pulled some good ones. They have the Beauty Queen Murders. Is They've got a few good ones. And then there was Not Fear Thy Neighbor. It's a different one about neighbors. Ne- Nightmare Next Door, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nightmare Next Door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found a good one there. But they're all on Discovery Plus now. And I don't think Secret Lives of Stepford Wives has been there very long, I have to say, because I would have seen it before now. So I think things are getting added. I don't know. Is there only one season of it? I think so. Oh, that stinks. And I realized when I was watching the end of this episode, one reason why I loved it so much, it's produced by Matt Sharp. Who's that? Matt Sharp, who created the whole 90-day universe. Is it really? Yeah. And Love After Lockup, and many other reality shows. This show was? Yes. Interesting. Okay, because this is a very highly stylized show, a lot like Blood Relatives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today we're talking about Secret Lives of Stepford Wives, Season 1, Episode 7, Third Time's a Charm. Had you seen this one? Yes. And I thought we had done it because it was so familiar to me. But I think I had maybe I'd done a recap that's in my computer. Can't find it. Or maybe it's on a list of ones you wanted to do. Maybe it's on a list of ones. Yeah, I've for sure seen it. Okay. It was one that I thought thought we had done because I wanted to do it so much. So, yeah. This one's particularly fascinating, in my opinion. Especially the end. The end is why we're doing it. So let's get into it because the last 15 seconds just has something of... I have no words until we get there, so you better stay tuned. Here we go. We're keeping you in it. This case revolves around an it mom who becomes a hit mom. Oh. Oh, boy. And not hit mom like in cheerleading. That doesn't actually make sense. It it doesn't translate well unless you know what's about to happen, but yeah, she's also not like a record chart topper. Right. It's not like that kind of a hit either. Okay. It's the other kind of hit, like what we have a chart for on our website, Made by Grace. Right, but she doesn't actually become a hit mom. She doesn't. 
So that's why it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but it works for their little funny wordplay. We'll just, well, let's give it to them. Okay, that's fine. So we get snippets of what's to come. So the scenes that they show us are going to come up, but it involves a woman named Yvonne who is obsessed with the color yellow and animal print. Yeah, so much so that it, it's the second it started, I was like, oh, wow, the color must be neon yellow. And then I remembered this is not blood relatives. I don't need to go searching for a color. I did it for you. But then it becomes very apparent that it is yellow and leopard print. There are accents of yellow in every single scene and leopard print. They're together. Yeah. It's not a color combo I would have thought of. But. It's okay. A leopard is good with a few colors. Yellow's one of them. But I don't know if I'd wear it every day. I mean, it would make dressing really easy. If your cupboard was just animal print and yellow, you just pull this and that and you're done. Oh, I guess it works. So then we have our wonderful <laughs> opening sequence, which tells us perfect life, perfect wife, perfect knife. <laughs> which we expounded on the first time we did the show. We did. So I shan't do it again. I've just telling you what it is how we would have done that line reading and i have to say i feel like i was harsh on it when we first talked about it it was fine okay <laughs> good i'm fine with it. i'm calmer i don't know i'm better now so yeah. it's, it sounds <laughs> fine to me okay so i feel better covid has mellowed you out you're like there are small beans it's <laughs> that's something to complain about it's fine it really is it's fine sure she does a great job. So we are in a beautiful, well-to-do suburb of Houston called Bel Air, Texas. The locals call Bel Air the city of homes. Like every city on the planet Earth. Thank you. I don't know why they told us that. I feel like it would have been best to just not tell us that because it was just, why? I'm glad I heard it because now I'm just fascinated and really questioning those city planners or whoever it is that makes up town names. It sounds almost shady. It's like they couldn't think of anything better. Not like the city of daisies or the city of love or the city of kindness. The city of, and they're just looking around and they're like, the city of... Homes? City, uh, I mean, I guess that's all I see. Okay. No, I, I see the city planners driving in a car and one of them had to bring their teenage son because he got in trouble at school. So he's in the back seat <laughs> with his headphones in slunched over greasy hair in the face and they're like city of what city of action city of positivity and the kid in the back just goes city of homes <laughs> but so why did the adults agree to it did they had they lost a bet to the teenage son or were they like yes that's brilliant jacob maybe they were trying to make it up to jacob for something interesting try to make jacob feel better because his parents were getting divorced getting divorced we did it. That's it. And so they're like, you did it, Jacob. Jacob, you did it. <laughs> they're going to break some really bad news to him over dinner. Yeah. City of Homes, honey. City of Homes. Yeah, they had to give it to him. Anyway, City of Homes, regardless. Everyone in Bel Air, Texas. No, Bel Air. Everyone in Bel Air, Texas knows each other. And they all know Yvonne Stern. Because apparently she's hard to miss. They tell us, and I'm guessing it's because she's in bright yellow. <laughs> Neon and leopard. The brightest yellow. She is a brunette with a sharp chin length bob or between shoulder and chin. 
somewhere in the area, not quite to shoulder, resting in the mid-neck area. She lives in a picture-perfect house on a tree-lined street, and she loves to have friends drop by, in which case she has yellow cupcakes on the table, yellow flowers in vases, and she wears a yellow shirt dress with a headband and a leopard belt. Wow. It's a theme. It's a big theme, and it's just, it doesn't let up. I just know I wouldn't like her. I don't know how to describe it. Because the actress is playing her like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like the touching of the leg of the friend that's sitting next to her. You wouldn't like her. You would not. She's not dark, brooding, or dry at all. She's very overt and a little gossipy. Yeah. Well, I'm fine with gossipy. But then she doesn't have the other side. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But she has a lot of friends and she's very popular because she's known as one of the or the big mother of Bel Air, which basically means if you're a big mother, it's a terrible term. Big mama's house? Kind of, but they're saying big mother. So big mother stands in front of her, I don't know. Big mother something? Black Yukon, black Escalade with a hand on her hip while her kids file into the back seat of the black SUV. Okay. Okay. While driving, we see she's got a leopard print steering wheel cover. And her yellow, by the way, throughout is consistently accented by leopard. Even in this soccer scene, she's got like a cheetah tote with a bright yellow scarf tied to the handle. It doesn't stop. It's unrelenting. No, the costume people really committed. And I applaud that. Yeah, I did. it was easy to shop for. They had a theme and they went with it. So she's a super mom. She's never without the perfect outfit, perfect manicure, or trademark Mary Tyler Moore Bob haircut, we're told. So it didn't feel very Mary Tyler Moore to me. Mary Tyler Moore had a lot of haircuts, and I don't feel like that was the famous Mary Tyler Moore. Hers curled at the bottom a little. It was that girl, kind of, that Marlo Thomas had the Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. So I don't see this at all as Mary Tyler Moore. So maybe the actual, not the actress Yvonne, but the actual Yvonne had the flip at the bottom. Yeah, but why go so far as to decorate her in obscene colors and prints and not get the, it's a wig, right? I don't know if this woman's hair did not seem like a wig. Oh, to me, it looked like a wig. But we've had disagreed on this before. It could be a wig then. Well, then, yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Maybe it looked too costumey. It is a bit. That's a Mary Tyler Moore flip bob. It's like very Scooby-Doo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was too much with the leopard and the yellow and they already had bought all the leopard and yellow. So we couldn't do the flip wig. I'm looking at pictures of Mary Tyler Moore in various iterations and none of them look like what this woman was wearing. But anyways, this episode would be 10 hours long if we dissected all the things that bothered me about this woman it's true so let's move on we have our next scene is a family dinner where where we meet jeffrey stern who is the husband of yvonne and he is a high-flying lawyer we're told remember that so it's a perfect classic 50s setup here we have dad goes to work mom stays at home takes care of the kids and home makes i guess as you could say the family meets at home for dinner every night they all have dinner together everything is just domestic bliss but we know that this is an episode that involves crime so we know that's about to be not correct but a highfalutin lawyer like jeffrey is actually not falutin at all apparently (laughs) he is a personal injury attorney who specializes in car accidents and is possibly a little or a lot shady yeah okay we're not told specifics but we're led to believe that he may 
not be the best. Or he may be the best at doing what he does, which is pulling the wool over people, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So he has a lot of bright yellow post-its in his office to go with the theme. A lot of them, like too many. Yeah. And the yellow legal pad. But he would probably have those things anyway, so I couldn't tell if that was on purpose or not. Yellow is the standard post-it color. Okay. It's 100% on purpose. But legal pads are also that color, traditionally. True, but I do think that if we had a different color, like let's say it was teal, teal or turquoise, then he would have the teal post-its. Yeah, probably. So there we go. A client is very angry with him. A client who looks really familiar. Hmm. Do we know that client? No, my retinas were blinded by his bright green shirt. He is wearing a neon shirt as well. He's wearing bright green and he yells, you're going to learn to regret this. And he leaves the office in a huff. So... That's probably going to be important, so we're going to put a pin in that, right? Yeah, I guess. I would assume. But we're basically supposed to believe that Jeffrey's not on the up and up. But none of this drama at work, clients yelling at him, tons of post-its, stop him from planning a romantic getaway to New Orleans for him and Yvonne. So he flies out early to take care of work stuff, and she is planning on flying out later in the week to meet him. But all this action starts a few days later in a morning of February 11th at 7 a.m. when Yvonne and the kids are still asleep in bed and Yvonne is surrounded by more animal print in one place than I have ever seen in my life, including a full cheetah print eye mask. Can you please use this picture as the Instagram post? Sure. Absolutely. Did you notice how much there was surrounding her in different various animal prints? Mm-hmm. It's a duvet, it's a pillowcase, it's an eye mat, it's all of it. It's so much. Okay. And so weirdly, as she's lying in bed, we're told with earplugs in, a car is creeping through this really fancy suburb. And when they get by the Stern's home, somebody inside the car pulls out a gun and shoots twice at the house. From the car. From the car. So a full drive-by. That's what a drive-by is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So later in the day, Yvonne flies out to New Orleans. (laughs) She flies out to meet Jeffrey, totally unaware that a drive-by has happened at her house because she slept through it. The kids slept through it. (laughs) Nobody was aware. You know, the hitman person is scanning the news and like reading the paper and being like, God. But no, nobody, how it wouldn't be in the paper. Right. He's looking for it. And he's like, did I not do? Oh, man. Mom was right about me. I can't do anything right. I gotta go back again. And also, there's no neighborhood watch. No one's up at 7 a.m. walking a dog, going outside to pick up a newspaper, taking in a trash can. No, none of that's happening. Yeah, no neighbors call the police. No one heard it. No one calls it. No one heard it. It's done. So who finally notices it? Yvonne is already in New Orleans. She gets a call from her son, who appears to be 12. Who's left home alone, I guess? I don't know if he's left home alone. They don't tell us. That's a really good question. Who sees a bullet hole in the window and realizes the house was shot at. I'm also assuming he found a bullet, not just saw it. Because a hole in the window could be anything. I don't know. A hole in glass that's a circle shape. Could be a rock. Yeah, I guess. But if then you look at the floor and see a bullet, yeah, you'd be, yeah. Yeah, there would be a bullet. You're right. Of course there would be a bullet. Yeah. So they fly home immediately because the son is there apparently alone with a bullet hole in the window. They immediately call the detective, a detective who comes out and asks, you know, who would want to hurt them? They say no one. 
but we're told that Jeffrey definitely has some enemies. This scene was the weirdest acted scene I think I've ever seen on TV because the cop is saying, do you have any enemies? And she's like, no, I don't think so. No. And then they do this like slow pan into Jeffrey and he turns and he looks at the camera, like breaks the fourth wall, but not like Jim on the office. He just looks sad, like he's stoned, maybe like he's not totally paying attention. Kind of like if you, it would be like a comedy and his wife is like, meh, 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 and it's just like on his face where he's just like, I'm dead inside. And that's just sort of the expression. Like it gives away nothing. I can't tell if the actor's brilliant or garbage. I think he's brilliant because of a scene we see at the end. What was the acting note there? What was he trying to convey with that look? You have a secret. Here's the director's note. You have a secret that you've done bad things at work, but you can't let your wife know. So you have to keep your face completely neutral. And he doesn't look stoned. He doesn't look sleepy. He looks like he's thinking, but you cannot tell what he's thinking. It doesn't exactly read. I I see that. But his brow isn't furrowed or anything that would convey thinking. Wrinkle relaxers. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. So I'm no judgment here. So anyways, but Jeffrey does think it's strange that this would happen if someone's coming after him because of a shady business dealing he did. Why would this happen when he's not there, when he's clearly out of town? It's not really actually that big of a deal because Yvonne just keeps going. She's just going about her life as usual. Next day, making breakfast for her kids in the kitchen. But the question is, I don't know what Yvonne does if she or one of her kids has a vegan diet because they can't do bacon and eggs. And she seems like the typical 50s housewife. Do you think that there is a good alternative out there for her? I do. And I think it would fit into her wardrobe perfectly because it's also yellow. Brilliant. Yeah. And it has protein. So really. New year, new eggs. There we go. The new you doesn't do cholesterol in your omelets. The new you doesn't contribute to the industrial egg industry's mega polluting impact on the world. I don't. The new you doesn't do that, Katie. Okay. The new you wants a breakfast that does good and actually tastes good. That's where Just Egg comes in. Just Egg is cholesterol-free, plant-based egg that will give you the most decadent quiches of your life, the fluffiest scrambles, and easiest egg sandwiches of all time. I don't know what this voice is that I'm doing, but I feel like I'm on the Food Network. If Just Egg gives me that accent, I'm in, Kimberly. Mm -hmm. I am in. Just Egg has about the same protein as a chicken egg. What? What? And less saturated fat. Plus, Just Egg is packed with cholesterol-lowering polyunsaturated fat. Mm. Cholesterol-lowering. Love it. Chicken eggs are so jelly right now. Yeah. And because Just Egg comes from plants, you're also helping to save our planet. So that's good if you're into saving our planet. I am always struggling to find good tasting plant-based items. You know, I've been a vegetarian for 30 years. Mm -hmm. The plant-based industry was non-existent along when I started. And now it has come so far. And Just Egg is a perfect example of that because it's like tastes amazing and it's so good for you. And you're not, there's no chickens involved. It's like magic. I don't know how they do it, but incredible and it's just at the grocery store like just egg 
go go get it. Show off the new you, the cholesterol-free you, by buying a bottle of Just Egg today and doing the planet a solid all at the same time. Just Egg. Really good eggs. Thank you, Just Egg. Thank you so much. You're excellent. Oh. Sorry. No, excellent is perfect. I'm very happy with that. So after her drive-by, Yvonne is back on the couch with her buddies again in the same exact dress she was before. So it's a new day, but she wears the same thing every time her friends come over. And her nosy friends are trying to figure out if there's a secret affair happening. Apparently, Justin's dad at the soccer fields likes Yvonne. Tell me more. I want to know more about Justin. So I really want to know more if there's more to that story. All we get is Yvonne going, don't be ridiculous. That's why you don't like her. Because it's over the top. What's going on with Justin's dad? Is he single? Is he hottie? Tell me more. Come on. Does he have big daddy energy? <laughs> I, what's little uncle energy? Is that a thing? <laughs> Could that be a thing? It now is. Okay, good. Little uncle. Perfect. Anyways, Yvonne says, no, no, no. Justin's dad is just, he's just fun to look at. Whatever. But Jeffrey does actually have the reputation of a wandering eye. Of course. Because he's a shady personal injury attorney. So, of course, he does. And we get this really strange scene of Yvonne standing on this staircase railing in a shadow, looking down on her husband, who's on a late night phone call. It doesn't seem that late at night. And he's also not really hiding. He's just kind of in the living room talking on the phone and like, we'll definitely bring that to the office tomorrow. It doesn't seem particularly scandalous. Well, no, I felt like it was more like this, like, looks up, sees Yvonne. Well, just bring that file to work tomorrow. Thank you so much. Stan, Stan, Stan. I just trying to say Stephen or Stan. Okay, so maybe now I think he's not a great actor because I did not read that into this scene at all. I think that's what he was supposed to convey because I don't feel like he was actually having that conversation before he saw her. I feel like it was a different conversation with different words. And then he saw her and then it turned into like about paperwork. Okay, I see. All right. And then maybe bring that to the office is bring that dirty toy or something like that. So after she's peering at him on the balcony, Yvonne's too bit bu- look, Yvonne's too busy to pay attention to the gossip mill and her husband's possible philandering <laughs> because she's currently undergoing a home makeover, okay? In the midst of all of these these shootings, she's decided we're redoing the flooring in the house. It's not yellow or leopard print, and that must be fixed. Oh, please don't be doing that. No, she's not that tacky. She's definitely doing compliments to whatever yellow or she does have yellow wallpaper. So she's got to do a dark wood. So she is bringing contractors in to do the floors and some other sprucing up. But there is a wrinkle in time. (laughs) I entered the contracts (laughs) and apparently the subcontractors had not been paid by the contractors. And they were getting in Yvonne's face about it. I don't know what that means. Which we get because the contractor guy takes the money she gives him, like the check. And puts the check in his pocket. 
slow-mo puts in his pocket close up and you're like why are we looking close up at his hand going in his pocket is he gonna pull out a gun no it's just to show that he pocketed the check and then never paid his workers he pocketed the check and then never paid the people he hired to do the job and so now those people that actually did the job are coming after yvonne in her kitchen and getting in her face and it's not good they need their money no, it's not good, but it's not her fault. She paid their boss. It's not, but they don't know that because the contractor is telling the subcontractor, she hasn't paid me yet. You guys. And she's saying, I paid him. I paid him. You want a hot dog instead? Hot dog instead of your payment? I can give you a hot dog. <sighs> so now we're in April. We're two months later. Contractors haven't been paid. Gotten her face. Two months later, April doorbell rings at 1030 at night. Yvonne, who's totally unafraid of anything at this point, goes to answer the door. You've been shot at. What is wrong with you? I think because she wasn't there and maybe she thinks her kid shot the gun. I don't know what's going on. She's in a dream world. She was there. Oh, or she doesn't know that she slept through it. Right. She doesn't know when the hole went through the window. Right. She doesn't. She wasn't there for the shooting. Yeah. And then she got on a plane. I mean, she did not notice. So. She goes to the front door, sees a young man with a smile, and so she goes to open the door, but all of a sudden, the guy on the other side of the glass shoots. Through the door. Through the door. But the glass doesn't shatter in the scene. They say it's an errant bullet. So I don't know if it, like, went backwards or, like, went askew, like, 45 degrees up or something. I don't know. It doesn't seem to hit the door at all. Or her. Or the or the actual guy who shot himself. Like, he didn't shoot himself. It didn't, like, backfire into him. I don't know what happened. I have a feeling he was, like, backing up and went bang, bang, and then turned around and ran. Again, these people are not good at their job. No. These hitmen, I hope, are being paid no money because it's bad. They are worse than the hee-haw gang. Wait till she opens the door. She was going to open the door. She was going to turn the knob. And he got itchy trigger finger. And then, yeah, it's bad. But it's terrifying, of course. Now the detective comes and Yvonne is very upset. She's crying and she's upset this time. And the narrator's like, could Yvonne be the target of the hit? What makes you think that? The narrator doesn't think we're very smart. Was it that he shot through the door at her? Yeah. And then the the drive-by when the husband was at home? Right. Could be those two things. But now Jeffrey... The husband is very worried that it's either the subcontractors who thinks the Stearns didn't pay them, or it is one of Jeffrey's clients who was done dirty by the law firm. So the family finally takes action. Yvonne is moved to a separate secret apartment, as it seems like she is indeed the target. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So she's essentially hidden. They also, at the house, install surveillance. They install bulletproof glass. They get a German shepherd. They hire a PI to assist the police. They hire a Marine to come and, like, safe-proof the house. It's crazy. Like, Jeffrey's going way the extra mile to protect his family, which becomes important later. So remember that. Now we fast forward to early May. So a couple weeks later, Yvonne is leaving her hidden apartment that she's living in to go to a friend's jewelry trunk show by a california designer does that make a difference i love that we get that much info a she's supposed to be hiding out she's like literally in a safe house but she's leaving for something very important except that it's a trunk show hosted by a friend of a california designer 
She's in a luxury high-rise safe house, let's be clear. Yeah, but she's going to still go to her car and go to this trunk show because a couple hits on her life, that's not going to stop her from seeing that sweet, sweet jewelry. Without a care in the world, she's not wearing sunglasses and in a hooded thing like a blanket or a cape going down to the garage. She's wearing her full leopard regalia, click-clacking. Yeah. She's practically slow walking, yeah, click clacking through the parking garage. She's practically like throwing her keys down on the floor every step and then be like, oops, I dropped them. Pick him up. Oops, I dropped them again. I hope I get to my car eventually. It's practically that energy. While talking on the phone loudly to the bank and being like, yes, my name is Yvonne Stearns. <laughs> Y-V-O-N-N-E. Like, do you know? Yeah. Yes, my card number is my social. What? Yvonne, we don't have time for this. And she gets in the car and she doesn't just drive off immediately like I would do in a parking garage at night anyways. She's like putting on her lipstick in the car. She's not putting on her lipstick. She's putting on her Thrive Liquid Lash Extension Mascara. Oh, well, that I would take the time to do. Which is the best part of putting on your face because it makes your lashes look so good. So you can pop when anybody's coming after you in the parking garage. That is correct. And it's totally worth it. Let's talk quickly about Thrive Cosmetics because they are amazing. Thrive Cosmetics is high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. Certified 100% vegan, cruelty-free. And they are called Thrive Cosmetics for a reason, because every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Love it. Love it. And I am not just whistling Dixie about the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It is the best. It is my mom's all-time favorite. It is now my sister's all-time favorite, so I have to buy double the tubes. <laughs> but I get it. It is their best-selling product. They have more than 15,000 five-star reviews. It's ultra-lengthening. It opens your eyes when you use it. I don't know how to describe it. It's a tubing technology, too, so it's really easy to take off, and it's really good for your lashes. You don't have to scrub really hard to get your mascara off at the end of the day. It just with warm water and a washcloth, it just slips right off. It's unbelievable. And while you're at it and focusing on making your eyes brighter, try the Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. I've been using it for a while. I know you've been using it too. I've noticed a big difference. I think it might be the favorite, my most favorite eye cream I've ever used. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's great. I use it nighttime and I use it in the morning because it says you can use it twice a day. It instantly lifts, tightens, and brightens the skin around your eyes with line smoothing hydration. And just for a tip, I actually use it under concealer because I have the kind of problem where concealer creases in your eyes. So you have to moisturize a lot around your eyes. So if you put that on before your concealer, it totally helps even that out. So if you're like me, and that's an issue, definitely try it. It softens, smooths, and deeply moisturizes the skin while reducing dark circles and puffiness, fight signs of stress, aging, and dullness. It's literally like beauty sleep in a bottle. You've got to try the Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. Thrive Cosmetics has a bigger-than-beauty mission. For every product purchase, they donate to help women thrive. That would be emerging from homelessness, sur surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, 
and more. They are an incredible company and we love them. And now it's time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself if you haven't already. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash date dateline. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash date dateline for 15% off your first order. 2022 is your time to thrive. I love it. Thank you so much, Thrive. Make yourself your good cause. Oh. But also others, because you're doing good. And also others. Thank you so much, Thrive. Okay, so back to Yvonne, who's thriving in the car. She's literally just staring in the review mirrors, almost laughing, putting on her mascara, whatever. She's just, she's fine. Not a care in the world. Get in the car and go. Go. You are basically in witness protection right now. She has no, I wonder if people are yelling at her. I wonder if her friends are like, Yvonne, you're supposed to be staying inside. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just running to Starbucks. I would not even have invited her to this trunk show because I know she's in danger. It's not a good friend. It's someone who wants her harmed. They pretend they like her. So while she's primping in the car, a man dressed all in black in a ski mask walks up to the driver's side window, points a gun at her and says, give me all your money. She starts screaming and then she gives him a very thick money roll. Just give him your purse. I don't know why she's like taking the time to take out the money roll, but that's fine. And so she thinks he's walking away because she gave him the money roll, but he doesn't. He comes right back and shoots her at point blank range. But she has her purse in her lap. And so I guess he's shooting into her stomach. (laughs) It was not the way it looked like he was shooting her, but okay. No one apparently can shoot in this episode. It's the weirdest thing. Point blank range shoots her in the stomach. At least it hits her this time. So good for you, buddy. Okay, so it hits her, goes through the purse, and does go into her abdomen, but it's not a fatal shot because I'm sure the purse blocked part of it. So, But she's very smart right now and does the one smart thing she's done so far, which is she plays dead. Yes. Bravo. So that he thinks it's a fatal shot. I don't know if I would have thought of it. It's very smart. But you know she's royally ticked about that bag. She got that at another trunk show. So it's a one of a kind piece. You're going to a trunk show with all women to spend money on jewelry from a designer from Los Angeles or from California, whatever. You're going to this California jewelry trunk show. You're carrying one of your nice bags. Yeah, for sure. She's got a Louis. She's upset. So detectives now haul in the subcontractor for questioning because now she's been hit. And I don't know why now it's fine to call in the subcontractor. Yeah, why were they not talking to him before? Because they had to organize all the yellow folders at the precinct and stick them at various points around the office and put up yellow flyers on the walls so it would match. But the subcontractor, unfortunately, has a super solid alibi. But the cops get a phone call after Yvonne's picture is on the evening news. And this is where the case starts rolling. This caller says that he was approached for a job to kill Yvonne Stern. Oh, boy. And the call leads them to a law office to meet an office manager of uh, that particular firm where the law office is. That's all we're told at this point. We're not supposed to make any guesses, so I'd appreciate no one (laughs) spoiling it. (laughs) 
if you saw the episode, you have guesses because we've already seen a certain person. There's only one law office in the episode. It's fine. So the office manager is a woman named Michelle Geyser, who is making super duck clips and playing with her hair in her introductory image. And I normally would not say that, but this is full, perched out, pouty Instagram duck lips. Michelle is a Filipino native who is very, very sassy and says, Sorry, detective. You have the wrong girl. Yeah. She starts with a and has a and has an up on every syllable. So she's full Kardashian. Filipino Kardashian. Yeah. It's really annoying. And I'm glad she doesn't have any more lines because that was not good. And I don't know if she talked like that in real life or if that was the actor's choice. What do you think? Let's say it's actor's choice. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm feeling generous. That that was her decision? That's not the benefit of the doubt. That's a mistake. (laughs) Okay, so it was the real person's thing. And then I want to say this actor did a lot of research and watched a lot of video footage. Let's go with that. Yeah, we're going to go with that. And maybe she's Australian. She's like Nicole Kidman. You know, she's like someone you would never know was Australian. She's on like your favorite TV show. You had no idea she was Australian. And she's like Kate Winslet in Mayor of Easttown. And she's like doing a character accent. Perfect. I love it. That's great. Let's go with that. So, of course, this Michelle Geyser Duck Lips office manager is not just any office manager. She is Jeffrey Stern's office manager and his Becky's protege manager as well. Michelle, who is shown mainly in red and also shown in very maybe seven or eight amorous moments with Jeffrey around the office. I don't like it. She's in a long-term affair with her boss, Jeffrey. But see, I thought that was clear from the beginning because we do see a scene at the very beginning where she's like leaning over his desk, getting him to sign something. So I was like, I thought it was just a tip of the hat that maybe I feel like they could have reined that in, you know? Maybe they could have just not shown that part or shown her from across and he's giving a direction or something, but not her leaning over him. I agree. I know what you're talking about. And doing that that look. Yeah, agreed. But they're not just doing it affair it seems like they're in a pretty serious affair he put her up in a townhouse apartment he bought her jewelry he bought her trips he made promises to her of course so it seems like michelle would do just about anything to become the next mrs stern and that from starting at the beginning of that year remember the first attack happens in february she has been asking tow truck drivers whom she met through her work at the law firm, because they use tow trucks to go pick up these cars after the accidents, if the various drivers would do this hit job on Yvonne. The best part of that scene. It's right now. Okay, you six minutes. So good. She's delivering the money to the tow truck drivers. They're showing her kind of down a hall from a distance, and she holds up this, it's gotta be an 8 by 11 yellow framed photo of Yvonne's shoulders up this giant yellow frame in glass so not like what you would normally do as a hit where you hand someone a small wallet sized photo of someone so they get a reference she's holding up this giant diploma size frame 
bright yellow, neon yellow. In an envelope. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want this? Do you want to take this with you? And he's like, do I need to take it in the frame? What? She just stole it off of her boss's desk. And she just keeps going. This is her. Take it. Take the frame. And they're all like. Also, Yvonne is not hard to miss. She has signature colors. She appears to be like 5'10 with a brown bob. Just look for any woman in Bel Air that looks, that's probably her. In neon yellow and leopard print. Neon yellow and leopard. Always the two. Okay. I love that it's in a frame, though. (laughs) It's, I loved it. And it was bright yellow. It was in the colors. Oh my gosh, you can't beat it. So... While being interrogated by detectives, Michelle cracks almost immediately and tells the detective that actually Jeffrey Stern is behind all these hits and he's bankrolling the whole thing. So then we shift to a shot of Yvonne, who is literally clutching her pearls, except in this case, the pearls are a cheetah print scarf in her newly floored kitchen, and she immediately files for divorce. And we're told her plan is to take the children to their home in Aspen. Okay. They just dropped that nugget. Did you pick that one up? Yeah, okay, that's cool. And just wants to disappear from the whole sordid affair. It must be so nice to have money. Let's just go to the Aspen house. Someday I'm going to say that to you. Let's just go to the Montreal home. Yeah, and then we can put this whole sordid affair behind us. You know, my husband cheating on me and also a hit being taken out on me three different times. Seriously, someday. I'm going to say, why don't you just go to my house in Reykjavik? Just go, (laughs) just spend some time. It's cool there. Cool down. Wouldn't that be great? I would love that. Why don't you just go to the ice department? Okay. (laughs) Helga will let you in. I've told her to stock all of your favorite foods. Helga totally will. (laughs) So... Now we go to six months later. This is now when Jeffrey is actually being charged for the crime. It takes six months for them to apparently charge him. And he shows up at the police station, shockingly, with Yvonne in tow. Yvonne is standing by her man. She is arm in arm with him and maintains to the detective that her incredibly successful, intelligent lawyer husband wouldn't be dumb enough to use his lowly mistress to hire lowly tow truck drivers to have her killed. He would have it done professionally. She's not a lowly mistress. She is a lawyer's secretary. Yes. No, but in Yvonne's mind, she is the lowly mistress because she's not the wife. And also, tow truck drivers are not lowly. They have jobs. What's wrong with you? They're not degenerates. Stop it. Your privilege is showing, Yvonne. You think? Something happens now that makes this episode really worth it. And if you have it written down, I'd love for you to do it because it's really special. And Yvonne, this is one of the only times that Yvonne actually speaks a lot of a line clearly in the episode. So I'm going to let take it away, Kimberly. Jewish husbands don't have their wives killed. They give them jewelry. Is that anti-Semitic? Assuming, assuming that Jewish husbands don't have their wives killed. Is that anti-Semitic? Are they Jewish? He is, apparently. That's a bomb that dropped, number one, because we don't know the whole time. I guess it doesn't matter, but it is sort of like a weird thing to throw in, specifically Jewish husbands. Also, Jews 
Jews, jewelry. She did a little play on words there. Oh, but why? I think it's anti-Semitic saying that Jewish husbands don't have their wives killed. We can have our wives killed just as much as anybody else. That's not a saying. No, it's not at all. Not at all. They buy them jewelry? I bet they do a lot because Jewish wives are known to be a little overbearing if we're going by stereotypes here. And the Jewish husbands might get sick of it after a while and just snap. So are are Jewish wives known to love jewelry? Mm, I mean, any more than any other? Any more than any other woman? No, I don't think so. There are a lot of Jewish jewelers, though. That's this another stereotype. But I'm trying to think of the Jewish women that I know in my life. I have not known any of them to be overloaded with jewelry. AKA me and my mom. I know other Jewish women. Jill. Definitely not overloaded with jewelry. I just don't know. It just seems like a weird thing. It also doesn't make any sense. So the difference is if the scale is having them killed, buying them jewelry, what does that accomplish? They're still here if you buy them jewelry. It would it would make more sense if she said Jewish husbands don't have their wives killed. They send them on vacation. See, that's the same thing. I think she's saying they are just devoted and they are good husbands. That is another stereotype is that Jewish husbands make the best husbands. That is another stereotype. Speaking of which, mazel tov to a very special Jewish man that I know who's getting married soon. Mazel tov. If you're listening to this episode. He has never once listened. Oh, come on. All right, fine. Kimberly's brother's getting married. Mazel tov. We're excited. Okay, here we go. So now it's past this sort of possibly maybe anti-Semitic comment, which is a wow, making matters worse for charging Jeffrey, besides Yvonne totally sticking up for him and saying he didn't try to kill me, is Michelle from her prison cell attempts to put out another hit but this time the hit isn't on Yvonne it's on Jeffrey what you doing girl well he flipped on her if we she we believe Michelle and she's mad she's a woman scorned but she's not good at achieving these hits so maybe she thinks the fourth one is the charm maybe she thinks Yvonne has superhero powers like she Yvonne is a cat with nine lives, 1,000%. She should not be alive at this point. So maybe she thinks that was a fluke, but maybe I can still get Jeffrey. He's a mere, mere mortal who doesn't have really expensive handbags sitting in his lap. So I can kill him. Why does she want to kill him? What good would it do her for him to be dead? Because she's mad. Revenge. Just revenge. Nothing else. That's it. 100%. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay. I thought it was maybe so he wouldn't testify. But it's dumb because I think the jury would more likely believe that he put out the hit on his wife. Right. I don't know what he would testify about, that they were having an affair or that they weren't having an affair and he never loved her and he never said he would be with her and he never said, kill my wife. Like, she knows what he's going to say in court. Yeah, which is not going to make him look good. People are probably not going to believe him unless Yvonne gets on the stand and says, jurors, Jewish husbands <laughs> don't have their wives killed. They buy them jewelry and then caresses her leopard. I don't know. I think if he is dead, is murdered, 
that looks way worse for Michelle than whatever he would say on the stand. So I don't feel like that's the reason. Yeah. She's not very smart. She's not the brightest. And she gets caught. Also, she doesn't have a framed photo of him in jail. So how's she going to get this hit done? That's a really good point. What's she going to do? But it doesn't matter because she totally gets caught. And now her credibility is completely shot. So the prosecutors have no choice at this point but to drop the charges against Jeffrey, who gets out the biggest cigar you've ever seen. This is why I said he might be a good actor, because he looks real happy with himself in this scene. And he's swinging back and forth in his big leather office chair with all the yellow post-its. And he's got his cigar like, hey, like Groucho Marx. And he winks at the camera. He did not wink. He winks at the camera. I'm so glad I missed it. I'm grateful for that. See, I was shielded from that. There's a scene where when he gets caught before Yvonne takes him back, that he's sitting there wringing his hands. That's right. I forget. (laughs) It's like he's kneading dough and his hands are the dough and he's kneading each piece of dough with the other hand. It is the most aggressive fake hand kneading i've ever seen no it's like this like he's putting on like lotion that you need pound into your skin he's giving himself rug burn from the kneading you know when you give yourself like a it's like they're all red after because he's just like gripping it and turning the skin it's like so aggressive wait a minute wait okay okay what is the other actor who now we like that was in the last double date that we did what's his name that someone found for us we figured he's a good everyman actor yeah could i mean i don't know if he could have done this part he's not in the right age range but he could play anything yeah he could play anything i just want to know what other id shows he's been in because i did have an inkling that maybe we should find the other id shows (laughs) oh that's a great idea okay yeah I thought that might be a fun little project for us. Yeah. Does it seem stalkery? A little. Okay. A little. Yeah. But then what if we could then talk to him and be like, hey, come on, we've done like four of your episodes. We want to ask you about each one. (laughs) Does that make it more or less stalkery? Also, we have a podcast that's dedicated entirely to you and your career. No, just like a month. Just Valentine's, <laughs> just like February. Does that make it worse if it's February? A little bit. We have to do it in March. Okay, we'll wait till March. Yeah, yeah, we have to do it in March for sure. I think that's more appropriate. So regardless, Michelle is sentenced to 20 years for conspiring to commit hit murder, whatever. Yvonne resumes her picture-perfect life in Bel Air. And the question, of course, is... Was she so determined to keep her status and perfect life that she ignored what happened? Or did she just forgive and move on? And then they tell us that it doesn't really matter because they're still happily married to this day. But I'm asking you that question. What do, do you think she was just determined to keep her status in the area as, what was it, super mom, big mom, big mother? Big mother. Big mother on campus, big mother of Bel Air. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the first thing and denial is a powerful drug. Do you think that he was involved? I don't think he was. I think because of all the protections he put up in the house and stuff, it didn't seem like you wouldn't spend all that money and go to all that length. You would do some of it, but not all of that. Does that make sense? He spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that, to put bulletproof glass on all the windows. 
Yeah, it must have cost a lot of money. Also, if he was in charge of it, wouldn't he have told Michelle, don't do the hits at my house where my children are? While they're asleep in their beds or possibly getting up to get ready to go to school? Yeah, but I still don't believe that she did it all on her own for this guy. At least not the way this actor is portraying him. Doesn't feel like she did it on her own just for him. Well, I think what would have probably been better in this case is if we had known the money amounts that these hitmen were paid. Were they paid a couple grand or were they paid ten to 15000 each? Then we would know. Right. Then it would be clear that the money was coming from him because he has a lot of money. Yeah. He was putting her up in a penthouse, but that kind of makes me think she's very manipulative and she has dirt on him. Townhouse, not penthouse. So she maybe is manipulative and has dirt on him. I mean, she does work for a lawyer. She knows how to do that. So maybe he doesn't love her, but he's scared of being blackmailed. She seems a little scary. She's putting hits out on people. Yeah, the way they're portraying her. I don't know. I just don't buy it. I'm just too jaded now for this. And I feel like, yeah, he was totally involved on it. But I would like to see proof. Are they still married? They said they're still married to this day, but I don't know. If he was in money troubles, I would like to also see his bank account. Like he was going through something with the business, like with the firm that he needed the life insurance, something like that, a reason to have her killed. But then he spent all this money on the house? I don't know. But then they have a home in Aspen. Then why don't you sell the Aspen home? Maybe because Yvonne was the kind of money grubby and spending way outside their means and would never let them him sell the house and he couldn't afford a divorce because she would have taken him for everything but in a divorce so she had also here's the reason that i don't think he did where somehow he convinced yvonne because in a divorce she would have gotten everything Because of these circumstances, this would have been like, okay, you can have 80% of his income. Do you know what I'm saying? She would have walked away really good. So this feels like something else to me. I don't know if it's forgiveness and move on. I do feel like she liked her life the way she was. But that's a prime motive for him to have her killed instead of divorcing her. No, I'm saying, sorry, I'm saying for a reason why Yvonne stayed with him. Like after this, after all this is done, for her to stay... She could have just divorced and would have been glorious for her. She would have been really well set up, but she didn't. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she should have gone through with the divorce. Yeah, because I feel like this has to hurt your social standing, staying with him after you knew all this stuff and you were shot at a few. I mean, you get some street cred and your notoriety around the town goes up, but I feel like you would just have as much notoriety and be super big mother if you survived three hit attempts and divorced your husband and walked away like a proud woman. Yeah, that's true. But maybe she likes the little bit of scandal that surrounds her now. Maybe she's kind of into that and she feels like now she's a little, she's not just big mother of Bel Air, she's big mama. Uh, You know, she survived mob hits, you know? Yeah. But I feel like you get that either way. Even If you walk away from the marriage, you still get that. Even you don't have to stay with him. But maybe she's like a perfectionist and likes that perfect nuclear family. People also love is confusing. And maybe she really, really loved him. Yeah. But how would you ever feel safe again? Well, how would you ever 
forgive him for the long-term affair? Those are always the questions, right? We come up against this a lot. But I mean, people, life is long. People go to therapy. I don't know. People do get through stuff like this. So, yeah, you stayed together for the kids. But a hit, three hits is is a lot to get over. But three hits is big time. I don't, that's a bit, yeah. Hit me, baby, no more times. It's no good. (laughs) It's not okay. So that is how, by the way, she went from being an it mom to a hit mom. Get it now? Yeah, except it was really, she went from being an it mom to an almost got hit mom. Hit mom to a hit job. There we go. Because she's not the hit mom, hit man, whatever. Do I need to write in? I could write in. It's just, it's not accurate. I don't like it. It was so close, too. I don't like it when it's so close. That we gave them two good options there. Well, they don't listen to us. But last thing I wanted to say is one of the interviewees, it drove me crazy half the episode. I was like, how do I know him? How do I know him? Skip Hollinsworth. Yeah. How did we know him? I knew him, too. Dateline? Skip Hollinsworth is the host of Tom Brown's Body, the podcast, which is really good, and just came out with an updated episode. I don't think I've, maybe I have listened to that podcast. He might host other ones. He's an investigative reporter, journalist person, so he's probably been interviewed on other shows, I would guess, but this is specifically how I knew him. He's a delightful interviewee. Yeah, he's super energetic and gossipy. I liked it. Yeah. So we have to do more of this series because of the colors. Yeah, because <laughs> there's colors now. Sorry, I and I apologize to everyone who were like, I thought we were moving away from this. <laughs> Look, there was no creature and I looked. Yeah, no. But I did find one more series that may have colors. I'm waiting to see. Okay. I'm going to watch an, a couple more and we'll see. But I, there was a theme that seemed strong to me. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet. We'll see. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this very special double date, Stepford Secret Life of Stepford Wives, part three. This is our third one. Yeah. We've done two together, and then I did a cheat date with Kim from People Are Wild. There you go. So now we're going to do a few more. I hope you guys enjoy it. We certainly do. They're very fun. Yeah. They're very fun. Yeah. They're good times. All right, everybody, be kind to each other. Stay safe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter if you're not already. Check out our Patreon where we do really exciting things. Tomorrow or Sunday, I believe we have our live stream for Patreon, which you can be a part of if you're at our $10 level. And we're doing really fun stuff this time. We're doing a watch along of a Dateline episode. We can tell them. It's pretty fun. Our first one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. We're doing a watch along of a Dateline episode. So if that seems fun to you, join our Patreon at the $10 level and you can hang out with us and do a watch along. And the other listeners. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everybody. Be your own. Designer handbag that will stop a bullet. Be your own Jewish husband. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Be your own Jewish husband. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Nailed it. Bye. Bye.